Hey, y'all. Welcome to Co-Parenting Past Chaos, a podcast that gives you a raw and unfiltered insight on marriage, divorce, the crazy adventures of co-parenting, and so much more with your hosts, April and Lauren. Not only are we best friends, we are also the wife and former wife of the same man. Join us each week as we take you on a journey inside our wild and chaotic lives and show you how we were able to forge and maintain a positive co-parenting relationship while collectively parenting a lot of kids with a few husbands. We're definitely not professionals and we'll probably get you into more trouble than you bargained for but what we do have is a sense of humor street smarts and a few decades of experience under our wife mom and divorcee bill this ain't your mama's podcast welcome to episode 107 of co-parenting past chaos here we are <laughs> here we are Amongst the chaos. Always. I don't know why we chose past chaos. I say that every time. It should be in. Because we're always in chaos. I mean, you know, our co-parenting isn't in chaos, but our lives are. Do you want to hear something funny? Somebody messaged me the other day and asked, hey, just I have a random question. How do you find time to eat amongst all of your chaos? We don't. And I thought, I, I really don't, actually. That's a great question. I'm severely malnourished and probably dehydrated. So Always dehydrated. A lot of caffeine and nicotine for me. How good does it feel to be back home? We traveled all last week. So now good. back to reality. I did love it. I love I love to travel, but I do love my own bed. I, I do my own stuff. What I hate is the motivation I have trouble finding after my travels. So I do. I want to do nothing but just lay oh, in my yeah. bed. Mm-hmm. I'm very like low motivation to do absolutely anything else right now. I just love like I'm a creature of habit. So I love having all my things. I don't mm-hmm. like living out of a suitcase. So when I have to travel, I wish I could just like pick up my home and carry it with me wherever I go because I don't like to pack or unpack. I, I'm a, I'm really high maintenance. When it comes to yeah, well, pretty much anything you are, but but especially, I mean, living out of a suitcase, bless my boyfriend's heart. But when I first moved in, I lived out of a suitcase for yeah. a month and a half. He was like, "Why aren't you unpacking?" Every time he sees your suitcase, he's probably got PTSD. He does. <laughs> he does. Like, Please no. oh, no. If I don't keep it under the bed, he has questions. Okay, so we also only have one child right now. A little weird. It's super weird. We left our other children with grandparents, and Tanner's visiting his dad still. Definitely has its positives and negatives. Very easy with one child. It is, but he's also the baby, and he's used to having siblings, so he's very needy yes, right very now. very needy. He thinks we are his cruise director. All the time. And I think we both feel bad for him because he is alone, and it's like they're out there yeah. having all this fun, and he's just stuck with us, which we're kind of boring. But dear God, he's just like, okay, watch this. Wait, what for me? Wait for me. Can I sleep with you? Can I sit on you? Can I watch TV with you? Can I do everything with you? It's like, can I poop? He gets, he gets the opportunity to do absolutely anything he wants, which is all he wants whenever his siblings are around because yeah. he fights with them to, you know, have his space and his time. Now he gets it and he doesn't want it. No, he wants to be up our space and time. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. That's like, anyway. He was already in my space and yeah, time. He He's good. <laughs> I'm now good. he wants to get in mine. Like, let's see what this is all about. No, thank you. Oh. So I have a question. Do you yes. get scared when you're alone? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. So I get really scared when I'm alone. And John's been in the field all week. So I'm fine during the day. And I think, too, because I have Jet here with me this week. If I didn't, I don't think I could stay here by myself because I'm such a weirdo. But at nighttime, I don't do well. I get a little... So I have paranoia. We've talked about oh, that before. Yeah. So one of my my things and my fear is someone 
breaking into my home or watching me um, through the windows. And like I have a, I live in a constant state of fear of that. So I don't so much do that. And I probably shouldn't say this. And now I'm going to have to change it because, you know, I just tell too many things. I'm very gullible and I'm very open, but I don't close my blinds. And I have one friend that is one of my closest friends. I've been friends with her since the dawn of time. And when she comes to visit me, she's like, April, close your blinds. Well, I don't because I, I do. love natural light. So does Jake. And I hate just popping them up and down and up and down. And I know that's so silly. It's very easy. I mean, you know, we don't have to crank anything. It's just a string you pull. However, I just don't like it. I love and you know what? I'm nosy. So when I go for a run or a walk outside, I hate people that close their blinds because then I can't see how their house is decorated. So I don't want to be one of those people that you can't see how their house is. You and I are polar opposite. Okay, so I keep my blinds. Jake likes them open. Now everything's locked down. I mean, I have an alarm. Yeah. Security cameras everywhere. But still, I I don't know. I guess I probably should close my blinds, especially now that I've told America that I not only are my blinds blinds closed, my curtains are closed on top of it. The darker I I have to look like feel as if I'm completely isolated. No, I love the natural light. I hate it. I wish I could put windows. I wish I could live in a window house. Like no walls. All windows. All right. Well, that settles that. We won't be purchasing a home <laughs> together ever. It could just be our beach. Home. I'll sleep in the basement. Okay. Okay. That, that's fair. Because at least you'll be with me, so that's fine. All right. So I have an. Uh, what would April do? April. And this happened to me this morning. And I don't really can't decide if this is a, a a bonus mom lane or a bio mom. I think it's just a mom in general. I think I really probably was oopsied. But my bonus daughters got picked up this morning by their mom and. So my significant other, he came back into the bedroom and he was like, oh, my God. And I was like, what? And he said his oldest ended up telling her mom a story about a little boy that's friends with all the kids at our house. He lives down the street. And apparently he recently told her that he no longer wants to be her boyfriend. He found someone at summer camp and that really affected her. And so Jake, my significant other, looked at me as like, why didn't she why couldn't she tell me this? Why did she go to her mom? And I was like, this is the cold hearted person in me. And I was like, but she probably didn't want to hear your reaction. (laughs) She's eight, by the way. But I didn't think I didn't know. First of all, I didn't even think to me that like, oh, she could have come to me. I guess I just assume girls probably have a different bond with their mom than with their dads. And that doesn't seem like I look back in my first breakup, even though I was 16, I definitely didn't go to my dad over it. Um, my girls don't go to me. They go to their dad. But when they were little kids and I, I guess this is more like, did I advise my significant other the right way was I too harsh for him I think you're always too harsh for him. I'm, I'm always on your side you know I'm team low but bless his heart Jeez. you give him hell <laughs> I guess sometimes my butt is for him April has very rarely in our friendship ever not been team Lauren until I started dating <laughs> Jake she's like oh my bless. god poor god how do you get all these men I don't know I mean I know you're hot and all I'm not I'm not give me anxiety and I haven't even dated you yet. I just feel like the harsher the better, you know? I mean, you know, I do have, you have a point and I do agree with that because why sugarcoat it? I guess. I mean, like I I know he wants his kids to come to him and I get that as parents, we always want our children to come to us with things, but if they're going to one parent with it, why even care? I think here's the thing. You have parents for different reasons and Mm -hmm. you go to them for different things. I only have my mom. And when I had my dad, I would go to him when I would want like a sympathy thing. My mom is like me. She's going to give it to you like it is. My mom, too. And I that's why, honestly, I went to my bonus mom most of the time when I was right. a kid. I never told my biological parents my anything. Girls, 
I, they call me judgy. I prefer <laughs> not that term because I'm not judgy. I'm just honest. I'm not going to sugarcoat things for you. I'm not going to say, oh, that's a shame. No, suck it up. Let's go. Move on. I mean, I just feel like if it was something, I mean, that is something small, right? Her little eight-year-old crush. Eight, honey, there are going to be yeah, plenty more. Plenty more. And I'd probably be really rough. So she definitely chose the wrong pa- or the right parent to go to because I would have been, like you said, more abrasive. But like if Jackson had gone through that and he didn't tell me, I'm not going to be offended by it if he told you or he told his dad at least he told somebody what he was going through and what he was feeling i'm not gonna lie there's times you have grown adult daughters they don't tell me and they will tell me things before and i love it because they'll preface it and be like hey don't tell my mom and i'm like they'll tell my mom and my mom will call me and be like so don't tell the girls i told you oh see i won't tell and i'm like what the heck why don't they tell me anything just because i have an opinion newsflash everybody has an opinion yeah because i'm honest with mine and other people keep it in doesn't mean that they don't have one I go to you for stuff. You're the only one. I do. I do, though. Roy sometimes comes to me with things because he knows that I have the same sick sense of humor. Roy used to come to me, and then I think he stopped. He was like, okay, she's turning too much into... My ex-wife, April, they're, they're too much on the same page. And I'm going to hear the, I'm going to hear the same answer. I know Tanner's going to go to Roy just because he's a boy and Roy's got a wiener and he's got a wiener and I don't have a wiener and they just have more in common, I guess. And I don't want Tanner to grow up. That's what it is. I think I just figured it out. I don't want my kids to grow up. So I get very irritated when they talk to me about adult things. Oh, yeah. So that's probably why they don't. Because I'm like, no, you didn't do that. No, you can't do that. I don't want them to grow up. I know that they are going to, and they already have, mm-hmm. but it's still stays. This goes on. back to that topic we we really touched on, I think, over the weekend. I got a, more of a, a lesson. I, I always try to take a lesson from something. If something's bothering me, that means I'm not learning something from it. And this is one of those things in motherhood that is really hard for me, is, is really wrapping my mind around the fact that my children don't really belong to me. They are their own people and they're mm-hmm. going to be their own people. And I can't hold them back from that. I can, I can put rules and I can be strict and I can, but I, I really can't at the end of the day. And I don't want my, my mom did that to me. And I look and see what that did, which has made me, made me run from the house, made me completely go buck wild and never want to tell her anything because I felt very suffocated by her. And I don't want to do that with my children. Cause then I think they won't ever come back to me and tell me things. That's probably what I did to my girls. Oh God. And we're learning. We're learning. But guess what? I would rather have someone suffocating me than me having to wonder if I'm loved. Yeah. You don't do it with Tanner. Because I've talked, I think you do it a little bit, but he's also your last child. He's your third. I think by the, by the end, you've almost kind of learned the things. I talked tired as hell. I (laughs) talked about this with Haley because, you know, I have a a sibling that's much, much younger than me. He's 18 years younger than me. And I see my parents and how they are with him versus how they were with me as the oldest. And Haley and I I have this in common. And she's like, yeah, mom, let's Tanner get away with stuff that I never would have been allowed to get away with. Some of that is the fact that they're boys and we're girls. And I hate that. I do too. I don't want that to ever be a thing but I think in our head we at least justified of we were the we were the first we were the firstborn we're the first trial and error kid children yes we are the starter wife the starter child you're the guinea pig yeah you live and you learn and guess what I did things different with all three of my kids yeah now the girls were very close in age so I think I did do some of the same things but you grow as a person just because your mom doesn't mean you're not a human anymore you grow and you change I've grown with Tanner I've realized Number one, to pick my battles. With the girls, everything was a battle. And you butt heads because you're a girl and they're a girl. Right. And it's a whole thing. With boys, it's you, you do have to parent them a little differently. Mm-hmm. You've got, like I said a minute ago, you have different relationships with different parents. So 
I don't know. I'm not going to apologize for being the mom that I am because I feel like I'm doing an okay job. And I know that I love my kids and I feel like I show them that. I think you have great kids. And I think it's one of the things I... They're okay. They are. But it's one of the things I hold very close that most people don't see, I think, is that you are an example for me because your children are so much older. So I'm getting an up close like... How to really? Yeah. And and can you help me with this? Like Why not that. have someone that you can go to that's already done this ahead of you? That's- and I get to ask you all the questions about boy things because even though Tanner's older, he, I've never been. I have one boy child yeah. that I gave birth, to. and you didn't grow up with brothers. And I know I did not. So we yeah, had boys in our family. I don't yeah. know how we made babies because I don't ever remember seeing any men around. It was just like all these women came together. We right? both bring something to the table in motherhood. And if you yeah. can find a friend like that, hold on to them. You have to. I think it's so important. Hold on and clean for life. <laughs> Never let them go. We're surviving. <gasps> Last week, we discussed traveling with your ex and how it can be either weird or not. Or it's just another day in the life of your big blended family. This week, we're talking about how hard it is being married to someone else's ex. So that topic, I think, in general, is pretty taboo, especially when it comes to dating your friend's ex, which Lauren and I weren't friends before right. Right. I married John. We did know of each other, and we had met briefly, but I don't really understand what the big deal is about dating a friend's ex. And, and I'm going to take this back to high school, so let's go there. When you're in high school, you know, you're first of all, you're immature. You're catty. You're catty. You're yes. And yeah, you don't want anybody dating your ex because, oh my gosh, you're in love with Johnny. Susie's going to marry Johnny and that's all there is to it. Newsflash, there's going to be plenty more Johnnies. Oh, yeah. Plenty more Susies. You're likely those little love interests aren't going to last. So who cares if Mary steals Johnny from Susie. It, it's just not a thing that you should. It shouldn't ruin a friendship because it should women. The bond that we have with one another so far supersedes any bond you're going to have with a man. And as women, you can put yourself in the shoes of that woman. Yeah. Why is it she wants to date him? Well, why was it you wanted to date him? Why is it your friends? Why is it that you're friends? I mean, you're in there. You're on the same team. You are. You Don't are. forget that. And one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's what I say all the time. If it doesn't work for me, why am I going to hold you back? It may work for you. I, you know, I've had friends in high school that did date exes of mine and vice versa. And sometimes I there were stings to it. It never ruined friendships. Hell, I remember my first marriage when it ended. I wanted my best friend to date him. <laughs> like nothing else. I was like, please, because I feel bad. Yeah. And that's, I really love him. And he's so, a good man and you're a good woman. And like, that would work out. Right. That's what I think. I do think, you know, in certain circumstances, it should be discussed prior to, like, if you and I had been friends and John and I decided, you know what, maybe we want to date each other. I think it should definitely have been brought to your attention. Like, what do you think about this? If you were really against it, then... If you're close enough friends, you should be having conversations like that anyways. Right. And you know what? As long as it wasn't done behind your back and it was all out in the open mm-hmm. and you've moved on from this person, why not watch them be happy? There are two people that you once loved and do love. Why not? Why not want them to be happy? Absolutely. Exactly. I imagine that Jessica was none too pleased having me as Jerry's ex because... 
I really put her through hell. And I wanted to, and, and we've talked about this in previous episodes that I just wasn't, well, first of all, oh, I was child. So I always blame that ignorance, but I, I was just not nice to her. I get, I gave them a really hard time. I did everything that I could to make them miserable and not want to be together because I was angry because I yeah. didn't want that to happen. Looking back now, I feel like an idiot. I regret a lot of those things that I did and said to Jessica. And I wish I could take them back. Had the circumstances surrounding the way they got together been different, then I would have been totally on board with Jerry being with someone that is just a good person. Because, number one, he had my children. Yes. So, of course, you want them to be with someone that is good for that. I feel the exact same way in my case, right? Like, I am embarrassed by a lot of the things I did. And I don't know if my intentions were to necessarily draw a wedge. I don't know if that was my intention when I was doing them or if it was just to chase you off. But I think that was displaced anger because I was angry with one person. I was taking it out on you because you were someone new. Mm -hmm. You were someone that didn't know me and I didn't know you. Guilty by association. Yes, exactly. And it was it was definitely getting taken out on the wrong person. And I never gave you a fighting chance. I didn't want to because I knew John's actions and what I felt was they were they were wrong Mm -hmm. and he almost needed to be punished, but you happened to be the one that received the punishment from those. Right. And it's the same with Jessica. And I'm I was more angry then because I didn't want to dislike her. There was nothing about her that I disliked. She was really a good person. She was funny. She was beautiful. Still is. But it made me even more angry because I don't want to like her. But she was just, there was this aura that surrounded her that was just so bright and bubbly. And you couldn't help but think, oh, that is just a really good person. I felt, I oh, it's like we're telling the same story. It really is. But in my case, I didn't feel like John deserved you like you were too good. And I wanted you to see that Mm -hmm. in a sense. And in addition, I I felt like it was he was still mistreating me so much. So why was it that he gets to be happy with you? Like, who is this? If you are really that great, which I know you are, but like, why is he not being better? Well, you're not the same person. Like your actions of being the best person in the world aren't going to make him be the best person in the world. Because he is his own person. Absolutely. And And I didn't see that. Yeah. I felt the same way with Jessica. She was just, like I said, guilty by association. I didn't want Jerry to be happy, which in turn, if he was miserable, that meant she would be miserable as well. But he didn't deserve happiness in my mind. Of course he did. And he does. does. But I was so hurt Mm -hmm. and angered still that I needed him to pay this debt to me. And that debt was the fact that he didn't get to have happiness. Right. And I thought, you know, there was also a little jealousy. Like, why wasn't I good enough? He's got this beautiful woman that's clearly much more beautiful than me and much better than me. Why couldn't I be the one to make him happy? Why can't he be with me, why couldn't he have been faithful to me? That that was, yeah. I couldn't wrap my head around yeah. that. So in turn, I'm pretty sure like I owe Jessica a car or a house or like <laughs> something really big. But it was hard because we lived in the same neighborhood back then as well. I mean, that's a theme with us. But irony, anyway. she lived in the house, three houses down from the house I now live in. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. So anyway, th- that being said, that was just a difficult situation. Now, Roy didn't have an ex-wife. He did have ex-girlfriends. And we... Ended up 
Royna actually moving back to the town that he graduated high school from. <gasps> so I was in the midst of like his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. His past. His past. Right. So it was a little weird because, you know, we were still young and I just given birth. And, you know, when you go back home, you just want to be a little better than you left. Yeah. Oh, no, I get that. And so I'm walking around here just had given birth to the world's largest baby. So in turn, I'm the world's largest Barbie. I don't know. It was very uncomfortable. I found myself, I've had postpartum like crazy, but I didn't want to leave the house because I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want people to see me like this and think, oh God, Roy really let himself go because he's, you know, married this thing that. Well, I was married to someone's ex as a result of being that person's mistress. So John's family was still in communication with his first wife when we got together and when we got married, when we had our first child. And that is a very awkward thing because here I'm the reason, probably maybe not the sole reason, but one of the reasons why a contributing factor to the reason that marriage ended. And yet this woman is still an active part of your family. How awkward they have no children together. And then I unwillingly and unknowingly became married to a man with another ex that came through the woodworks a year into our marriage. So, yeah, exes are a thing. Let me tell you, now being in a relationship with someone with an ex, I've never done it this way because I've never like I've, I've never done the co-parenting thing outside of ours. Right. And, and been with anybody else's ex in such an active manner because my significant other is close with his co-parent. And I didn't really know. I think I've been numb to it. I think I've been numb to it because I've been had such extreme cases <laughs> prior to this that this seems very mild. And I'm just like, nah, all right. Like when people think that this is weird that we're friends, I got to be friends with Roy's ex-girlfriend when we were in Virginia. She actually did our hair. She came to Roy's parents' house and taught me how to cut Roy's hair so that I could cut it. Plot twist, I moved in with Roy's ex. Right? But this, this woman, and she's much younger than me, but beautiful, beautiful girl. And, like, why wouldn't I be jealous, jealous. of that? But I wasn't because she was just so, – I got to know her as a person and not – Not oh, as Roy's ex. Gosh, this is Roy's ex. Right. They weren't together. They hadn't been. They didn't have this long-standing relationship. She was just this beautiful girl that happened to be with my husband once upon a time, way before my time. Yes. Why am I going to get all worked up about it? And why is she going to hate me just because I'm dating her ex? We didn't know each other. That's the thing. You don't know what the other person is thinking. That other person could be really excited just to meet you. And I think she was. And we still communicate. We're still friendly with one another. I would be so excited to meet some of my ex's new partners. Like, so happy for them and that they're moved on. But others. Same. Or be like, he's still in my DMs. Yeah. (laughs) Little do you know, he's still a dirty. Not a good idea. Now, I know that Roy, or I imagine that it was probably very hard for him to be the follow-up to Jerry. Probably. Big shoes. Yep, yep. Not only did Jerry and I have this horrible, tumultuous marriage, we also had children. And Roy played the middleman a lot for wow. us. A lot. And I almost, like, now feel sorry for him that he had to do all that. Because, who when I tell you, I am a fireball And I think it's funny because you got to meet some of my closest Mm -hmm. friends from high school when we went back to Tennessee, and they reminded me that I was quite the little bitch. I didn't even realize you were a little spitfire. I was a little bitch. And I know that I was even bitchier when I was pregnant 
Every time oh. I'm pregnant, I'm just, I'm really a irritable human being. I mean, and I don't know why. It's like, be happy you're growing life. But it's not. It's not as glamorous no, as it's it not. Looks, okay? It's not. Growing, being with child is kind of I'm probably, I'm sure I'm, I'm a miserable person when pregnant yeah, as well. So, um, it didn't have, it didn't help being pregnant and having an ex dealing with all that crap. And so, poor Roy, he kind of, uh, maybe I owe him a. A damn cartoon. Well, no, you just got your karma because you had to be the middleman now with us. No, here's what takes the case. So (laughs) being married to your ex, that takes the case. Sorry about that. It has been nothing short of a living nightmare, quite frankly. And not the marriage itself. It's just, let's see, what makes it hard for me? Oh, yes. Let me, Um, we're trying to, see this, this podcast, this episode is really not about, I don't have a lot to speak on here. You know what? The hardest thing is just being torn because- but was that always the case, or is that just more the case now? It's more the case now. So what was the case before? The case before, I mean, I think normal, the jealousy. Right. Probably. That's the main thing. Just the jealousy and the, wow, they're always going to have something that he and I will never have. That Aside thing. from the Lauren and John, though, do you think that John as a person is just a difficult, like a different, not difficult, a different type of ex to be married to? Because he has a very yes, big past. because... I'm friends with all of my exes. I would be friends with everybody's ex. I'm just a friendly person. I love people. I love to talk to people. I love to get to know people. I want to hear their stories. And I'm always kind to people. And not that John isn't a kind person. He is. He's just the type of person that when the relationship ends, no matter what type of, if it's a friendship, if it's a romantic relationship, when it ends, it ends. And it's over. And there's no looking back. And with me, I don't like endings. I like new beginning. I think when you're dating and it's an ending, that's that that's normal. I think I think it can be just cut yeah, cut it, it clean. It doesn't have to be an ugly ending. But when you're married to someone or you have a child with someone or both or whatever the circumstances, when there's things like that involved, there's no way I I can't fathom a clean cut of just cutting that person no out. You can't just pretend it never happened, especially when you bred. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Bread and wed. Yeah, you bread and wed. So I think a lot of times I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place because now that you and I are best friends, and I'm a girl's girl too, but I'm also a right is right and a wrong is wrong. Yeah. So there are times that I take your side and there are times that I take John's side. I'm going to err on the side of right. I try to see both sides. If you two aren't getting along about something, I'll say, okay, well, let me look at it from his point of view. Let me look at it from her point of view. And I try to bring you two together. A lot of times you're, you know, you're very hard headed, the both of you. Indeed. And you don't want to see the other person's side because there's so much anger that's clouding that. Now, I'm sure that when both of you, maybe you won't either admit this, but when you step back, you're like, you know what? I'm kind of being ridiculous. I hope John sees that sometimes because I do tell him. And just because I don't, I I hate to say reprimand like he's my child, but just because I don't call him out publicly. You don't need to. I mean, that's not necessary. And that's not something I would ever want because, first of all, now you being my best friend. I know what kind of position that you're in, and I never want you to feel like you have to put him put in that position. I'm a big girl. I can handle my own, and I should be handling my own. And there comes a day, I think we've finally gotten to that, where it's no longer, we don't need a middleman. It's just you and I, really. Mm-hmm. And John will be John. If yeah. he does have a problem, then he can come to either one of us individually. But I'm not going to go out of my way, and there's no sense in you doing it. Because really, I think that just puts a wedge in our friendship. Maybe not like a physical one that is felt, but... I notice it because I don't like how it feels needing someone to like go up for my defense all the time. And that's a lot on you when the reality is we function very, very well and it it, could be a lot worse. Right. If you think about it, you and I as best friends, 
if it weren't for John, there wouldn't be any issues ever. John and I, as husband and wife, if it weren't for you, there wouldn't be any issues. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? I do. Like, I do. Be, I mean, obviously, we would have just all, every marriage and every friendship has its own set of issues. But there's added dynamics, which means there's going to be added situations. There's added stress. Absolutely. So I do have a question about about this whole situation. Put yourself in my shoes. If you were remarried mm-hmm. and the situation was reversed, if your husband said, you cannot be friends with my ex. Well, Jake, if he said you couldn't be friends with his ex, what, how, how would you react? If that? he said I couldn't be friends with his ex, knowing that she wanted to be my friend and I wanted to be hers, and it wasn't just a she's telling him not that she doesn't want to be my friend, but it's something I'm pursuing, I, I would tell him to to f off. Yeah, I, I would give him my middle finger. He he would never tell me that because no. I think we're both the type of women that the men tread lightly with what they know <laughs> they're going to get away with. The, the women, the men around us know that we're very strong women. Yeah. And pick, they're going to pick and choose their battles. I don't think John would ever tell me not to be friends with you, but that's a request I wouldn't honor. I don't think he would ever ask that. No, I really don't anymore. I mean, I, not not that he did in the beginning, but I, I think he was just cautious, more cautious in the beginning. I don't think he would ever ask that. Do I think sometimes that he goes out of his way a little bit to make things difficult for us for sure. so that we maybe get like questioning of our but friendship? No, yes. I don't back down easy. Well, he doesn't know that I don't care. <laughs> I think he does know that I don't care. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I just would. I've never been one to listen to anyone. You know, I follow the rules, but this isn't like nobody's going to tell me who I can and can't be friends with. And it would be different if you were trying to cause problems in our relationship, because I do respect my marriage. I respect my husband. Also expect him to respect me in the same aspect. And there's different friendships, right? Like, okay, so for one, for example, me being super, super close with your ex-husband is kind of something that might could be inappropriate in my relationship with my boyfriend now. So if he told me I don't want you ever being friends with Roy, I would be like, who do you think you are? But then also, okay, that's fair. That's a that's a man. Mm-hmm. But if it's a female and you're just trying to deter me from being friends with a female, like yeah, I would I any female, uh, no. Yeah. Hard no on that one. Because I think there's an appropriate line, obviously. But this benefits our friendship benefits John in so many ways. Well, it benefits our children. And I think that in turn benefits all of the adults. But it benefits me, too. I think every every couple, every woman, every man should have a friend. Yes. A ride or die, die hard friend that they can do anything with, say anything to, talk about anything with. You need that because you need something outside of your marriage. And we do have that in other people as well. It just so happens that we happen to find that in one another, which since we already have such a close family dynamic, that makes it very convenient. And I don't know. We just know each other better than there's nothing we we can't overcome as a family member or as a best friend because they're all intertwined. All of the relationships and dynamics are intertwined for us. So reasons that it would be hard for you to be married to someone's ex. The circumstances behind the breakup. Oh, and good one. Here, yeah. in our situation, that's it's very much so. That's true. For Jerry and Jessica, my marriage to Jerry did not end well. Right. Therefore, I'm immediately going to assume, well, this is what he did to me. He's going to do the same to you. That's not fair for me to assume. Yeah. Yours and John's relationship did not go well. It's would not, star. Would not recommend. <laughs> would not do over. So... But you're that's, obviously going to think, okay, John's going to be the same way to her, yeah. and I don't want to see that. So you're looking out for my best interest. I can respect that. 
But we can't always assume that just because it happened this way for this person, it's going to happen the same way. Exactly. That's a fine line. That's been a hard one for but us. It's very hard. It is very, very hard for us. What? Here's another thing. What if the same problems, and this kind of relates to the last one, what if the same problems from that relationship happen in your relationship? Okay, well, then you get to say, I told you so, and we move on. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, But it I does guess. make it hard because, you know, part of you wants to be like, ha ha, I told you so. But then that's your friend and you don't want to. The ha ha, I told you so would, I, I couldn't, maybe once upon a time, don't get me wrong. <laughs> like yeah. five years ago, four years ago, I definitely would have been like, well, I told you. But now it's to where I would be, I would be angry with, with the person, not you, but if the person that did those things, I would be very, very upset because yeah. it's like you're now you've disrupted our family twice. Yep. And that's, that's so not fair. common denominator. <laughs> so this is not okay. Another reason. Jealousy, obviously. Yeah. I know that I had a hard time and I tried to stay away from Jerry and Jessica when they first got together. I didn't want to see that because I knew I was going to see this man that I had tried so hard to be this great and perfect wife for. And he was going to be treating this woman better and she was going to have all the things that I was supposed to have. That was hard for me. So that's fair. And I can imagine. That's why, you know, I knew that that was hard and I never tried to put that front and center for you. So, yeah, jealousy, I think, is probably the main contributing factor. That's a hard one. But jealousy is one of those things that you can grow out of. For sure you can. It it does take time. But getting to know a person is probably the quickest fix for it. It is. Yep. Once you get to know someone, you'll realize a lot. And it subsides a lot of your insecurities. When you start to respect them. Yes. And trust them. Like, you know, yeah, and trust them. Then you're like, you know what? I don't need to be jealous because... Whatever they've got, they're going to share with me. Yes. that's And that's what we talk about all yeah. the time. Can it work? Sure. With respect, mm-hmm. with honesty, communication. I think also doing your best not to compare. I can't, I can't compare my relationship with Jerry to his relationship with Jessica. I can't compare my relationship with John to, to my relationship with John. relationship with John. Because they're different things. They are. And they I are. Think you being close to us and you and I being best friends, you get to see that. I do. And what I find so interesting is watching the things that I notice or trigger or that trigger me about John and watch how you handle them. Mm-hmm. And you're either so unbothered or you just don't notice them. And I'm like, damn, I wish I could have done that maybe. <laughs> oh, but maybe yeah. But maybe I don't because then I maybe would have turned a blind eye to things that I should have seen. I don't know. But my reaction towards him was vastly different. And some of the same things that I'm like, I look over at you sometimes like, oh, she's going to get him. She's going to get him. But she doesn't. And it is very different. And that's when that's when it's it, it, the switch goes off that he is married to the person he needs to be married to. Mm-hmm. It is so interesting because I think you've said this to me very recently, even uh, that same thing. Like, oh, my gosh, are you not going to like rip him a new one mm-hmm. for that? No. Nope. You know, yep. but I can remember the first time Jerry and Jessica came to visit Roy and I. And he did something that it just really triggered me and set me off. And I was like, okay, I'm going to punch him in the face. But I can't because he's not my husband anymore. And I can't even yell at him. But I'm looking at Jessica like, okay, surely she has to. Is she brain dead? Does she not see what's going on here? And she never did anything. And so time went on. And then it happened again. And and finally, I was like, okay, are you going to say something or not? And she's like, what? And I'm like, did you see what he just did? Does that not bother you? And she's like, no. And I'm saying, oh, my gosh. She's like a saint or... Something's wrong with her. I thought that about you at first. Yeah. I just didn't so understand. I don't get it. 
Yeah. Isn't that funny? It is. So, uh, yeah. It takes a lot of patience, though, because it's it's a lot of like tongue biting, but also recognizing why that is a trigger for me and why it is that used to frustrate me about him and letting go that I no longer have to be frustrated by it. You got to realize not your problem. It's not. I think if I said I'm that bothered by it. Then I think I said that to your mom like five times and eventually she just started laughing at it because I'm like, it's not. My, it really isn't my problem anymore. Yeah. That means I get to be completely unfazed by it. No matter what. Sometimes in a relationship, if I think men in particular, they do things just to get our goat. They do. And John, he he's like gonna see how far he can push the envelope. And if I react, that's just gonna that gives him fuel for his fire. That's true. So I tend to just not react to him. And you're good at it. You really are. And I'm a good actress. It's <laughs> very um it diffuses me. Right. It diffuses me and when I'm in those situations. Him. That's true. Because he's like, you know what? It's not getting to her. I'll try something else. Yeah. So there's that. There definitely, I think, should be some boundaries. We don't have any. That's okay. But we know, I think there's silent boundaries. There are. And and we've gotten so, we just read each other so well, I think, that we know, hey, I'm going to talk to you right now as the ex. I usually can tell by the tone in your voice, and I'm certain you can tell by the tone in mine, because mine gets very loud when she knows that, okay, she just needs the friend yeah, talk right now. Okay, she'll she'll get over it. And she does. She lets me just spew my stuff. She knows that I don't want you her to say anything back to me, or I don't want you to even fix or pretend like you're going to fix the problem. Just let me vent, and it'll go away. And that's, we have little cues with each other. Yes. Those are our silent boundaries. And I think that's just taken a long time to get. It is definitely Something that has to be mastered. It's a perfected art, if you oh. will. Let me tell you. It is an art. Yes. Faux show. For us, because we've had so many of those situations, but we're also because we're together every single day and mm-hmm. we communicate from sunup to sundown, it's been easier for us to get to because when you spend that much time with someone, and you just you, get to know it them. It was harder to just not talk about anything. Yeah, For I, me, I actually agree. I was like, okay, this is my best friend. I should be able to say, hey. Well, you feel like you're almost. going on and I don't like my husband right now. And I felt like because you were his ex-wife, I shouldn't tell you that because it was inappropriate. But And I felt like I couldn't vent to you about my baby daddy because that's your husband and you see him differently than the man I'm seeing him as. Right. But we get to this place where it's like you feel like you're almost holding a secret back from the person that you're supposed yeah, to be best I'm friends not with. Hold secrets back from me. I'm not at all. So just know no, that I'm it's... not going to call you and be like, hey, did y'all ever try this position with mm. you? Because it's really fun. Now, that's just kind of uh, maybe one of those silent boundaries. Now, I don't think you would mind. I wouldn't. And we probably <laughs> had some of those conversations, quite frankly. But it's just not the forefront of our friendship. No, but I don't want to hold anything back in our yeah, friendship. I I, if I want to tell you about that, I, I want to feel like I can. Absolutely. I want to be able to have a true girlfriend. Otherwise, we're not living a true friendship if I have to hold back and then we're keeping ourselves in those titles of bio and bonus and we don't like that I don't want to be a wife and ex-wife I don't either I want to be your boo thing (laughs) you want to be my baby mama I want to be your baby mama okay y'all get in touch with us we love to hear from our listeners send us topics that you'd like us to discuss and if you want to learn more about our crazy chaos from the very beginning check out our website (laughs) pastchaos.com Also, follow us on all of our social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, you know, all the things. Don't forget to tune in to the premiere of our new show, You, Me, and My Ex, Sundays at 10 p.m. on TLC. Call on the Kirks. Okay, this is not so much a question for advice as it is just something I wanted us to talk about. Okay. On a scale of one to petty, I need you to... (laughs) 
get ready for this. I'm here for it. Get a load of this. I I seen this on uh, Facebook, I think. It was an article. So the title reads, Man dumps 80,000 pennies on ex-wife's lawn for child support payment. (gasps) So first of all, what the heck? Oh, my God. 80,000 pennies, which totals $800. Okay. Okay. Why? Oh, wow. I don't know if I would have ever even thought. I mean, I have before gotten a, a toll ticket that was like $5 and I sent a box of pennies <laughs> to pay it. But it was like $5. But oh, my God. That just seems a little excessive to me. Very, very Isn't petty. that vandalism? Well, so I've ended up I was like, okay, I've got to read this article. So this happened in Virginia. And the kids, I don't, I don't know if the article, if I just didn't read it enough, but I think one of the kids was a teenager, like 18 year old, 17 year old, something. And the other one was a little younger, but it was so sad reading what the kids said. They're like, you know, my dad didn't even think about how much this would embarrass us. No you know, kidding. Wanted to hurt my mom. And I'm like, wow, good for you for calling him out on it. And the, it looked like in the article, the woman did call 911 and say, you know, you can't just vandalize my property. Because this man, like, seriously had a trailer. Well, that would have had to been. And pulled it up to this woman's lawn, dumped the pennies on her lawn. <gasps> and, you know, she's calling 911 and whatever. So what I do find so interesting is because the end of the story, you know, this is kind of a, it really was ignorant on the man's part. But the child, the older child, decided, you know what I want to do? And the mom actually let her. They donated it to a woman's, a women's and children's abuse shelter. Oh my goodness! So it was such a heartwarming story coming oh, from wow. such a stupid thing. But you know, I've done some petty things. I have too. But I have eighty thousand pennies. I'm sorry. That I just find that to be that's a little bit like, much. What was that? A couple of weeks ago, when we talked about the pictures on the checks. Yes, the child support. I mean, that it's just it's right up in the same. Along the same lines. I mean, just fork or yard. You know, we that would have been paper people. Yeah, yard. I have toilet paper there. Put an actual porta potty in mine. I'm <laughs> but that would have been funny. If that would have been funny. <laughs> I'm gonna now. You're getting it for I your really birthday. I want you to do that. Like, I will. I have such a fear of. I'm like, how to? First of all, she puts a porta potty, and then she makes Pride Month be on my wedding. Where was that porta potty even at? That it had blown. They were doing construction somewhere around. I think it was when they were building those houses across the street. I think it was like right across the street. And Trust yeah. me. I don't have, if you know my upper body strength, but for next time. You put a shitter on my lawn. <laughs> wow. That's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. If you'd like to find out more about the Kirks and our big blended family, visit our website at pastchaos.com. Make sure you don't miss out on any of this train wreck and chaos by hitting the subscribe button. If you really want to get personal, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Be sure to tune in every Sunday when we release new episodes. We would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to and review our podcast. And just so y'all know, we love Jesus, but we cuss a little. 